0: All right. Our choir's got soul. I don't know how you all are sitting out there just. (laughs) That was a good song, all right? Uh, we, uh, we are glad to have you. This is uh, this is the Sunday, uh, this is the day that makes all the difference for those of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus. Uh, according to Paul, if the resurrection isn't true, then we're all the biggest of fools. We're wasting our time by gathering here, by, by going to church with all the things we say and do. If Jesus is not risen from the dead, then, then we're, why are we here? But the fact is, he is risen from the dead. And that's why we gather. And that's why, uh, that's why we celebrate this morning. And as we do that, I, I want to start off by just reading the gospel account to you from, uh, from the, the book of John on the resurrection story. It's not going to be on the screen. I just want you to listen for the words. Uh, picture it in your mind if you can. John chapter 20, beginning verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said, They've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed." For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said, Jesus must rise from the dead. And then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head, the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they've put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll go get him. Mary, Jesus said, and she turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to the Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. And then she gave them his message. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Gospel of John, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's the four first four books of our New Testament. They, they translated mean the good news about Jesus. This good news. It's, it's a story that has been played out. Actually, our whole Bible is a story of God's plan uh, to, to demonstrate his love for us. If if you if you wanna if you wanna just put this book in one word it's a four letter word, but it's one you can use. It's love. Love. The whole story of God's action is love. It started with with creation. As he breathed into existence everything that we know and made it just perfect and right. The, the, the sky, the land, the water, the, the birds, the, the animals and ended it with us, human beings. The height of his creation, the, 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 the ones that carry his own image within him, he created because love has to have some place to land, and God is love, and he needed an object for his love. But what a disappointment we must have been, because from day one, we've resisted over and over and over again. It's my story, it's your story, it's the story of all humanity. We take the gifts of a good God and ignore them, or worse, disrespect them, or the absolute worst, think that we know better than him and and if it, if it was any of us and we had put all that energy into creating something and we had put all that that effort into it only to see it sort of crumble around the edges we would have started over or at least punished the people that were were doing wrong but but see this this god that we worship this morning this god that we celebrate this morning is a god of love and not condemnation He's a God of hope and a future, not pain and shame. So as, as the Old Testament ends and the New Testament begins in this period of silence that it had in history where God didn't really do too much in, in history for about 600 years. And we begin the New Testament with the appearance of the Son of God in a manger. It's God's plan. It's not his plan B. His The plan actually started before creation ever happened. He, had, he, he understood that if he was going to create beings and give them a choice and give them a will, he was going to have to have a way to pay for their their bad mistakes. There was going to have to be some way to redeem them from the times that they chose wrong. Jesus shows up. And we know the stories. That's what the Gospels are full of is giving us an idea of who he is. He, he, he had a char- charisma and a power that people had never seen before in a religious teacher. He was, he, he was attractive not just to church people. In fact, church people didn't really like him because he made God too accessible. I mean, he would go out to the outskirts of town and and interact with people that we all know very Well, God wanted nothing to do with them, right? Lepers, prostitutes, people that couldn't walk, people that had made mistakes, tax collectors, sinners. He was attractive to people. They began to follow him. They, they formed crowds around him. And at the same time that all that, that healing was happening in this new picture of God, that he's not against you, he's on your side. God is for you, not against you. It angered the religious people so much that they had to do something about it. And what they decided to do was put him to death. And just over this last week, we've been remembering the cost of God's love for us as Jesus went to the cross for us. Our granddaughter, Denver, goes to a little, uh, Christian daycare. And, uh, in that they gave the kids a resurrection box this week. And, uh, it's a little box that has little icons in it of the Passover, of, of the Holy Week story. And, uh, she's, she's learned to tell that story. I was just gonna tape her and use that for my message tonight, today. It would have been better, but if she, uh, I was going to have her come do it, but then she'd want to entertain everyone instead of tell the story. But as she was sharing that with Lori and I this this weekend, she started off by saying, now this story is sad, mad, and glad. And they had little icons, and she'd take them out and tell the story. She started with the donkey, and Jesus rode into Jerusalem to see his friends, there was a little piece of bread, and Jesus had a meal with his friends and told them that this is his body. She worked her way through the events. Judas got 30 pieces of silver. And then she said, and this is this is the mad part. This is the sad part. And there was a little piece of leather in there to represent the whip of the Romans. And she said, they they took it and they spanked him 39 times i thought that was a neat way for the teachers to to put that at the level of a kid and even even that for a kid that doesn't even like to be told no <laughs> the idea of being spanked 39 times was overwhelming and the sad part they put him on a cross and then they put him in a tomb. And each of these she's unpacking. And so she's left with a box. And then she says, Now this is the glad part. And she holds up the box and says, Do you know what's in here? And we said, What? Nothing. He's alive. He's alive. That simple message is why we're here this morning. He's alive. He's alive. An even simpler message that I want to share with you today. It it goes back to the simplest Sunday school lesson you've ever been in. And it's that God loves you. Period. He loves you. And as sophisticated as we are, and as many times as we've done Bible studies, and as many times as you've sat in church, I don't think it ever gets too old to remember that God loves you. John three sixteen and 17. Uh, you know it, Brian, can you put it on the screen? For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. See, any of us would have uh, destroyed and judged the world and started over. But when God decided to do something to demonstrate his love, this love story that's been sung over us since creation began, when he decided to do that, he didn't come in condemnation and punishment. He came in love and sacrifice for God so loved that he gave. And if you accept that, then you have life too. You are loved by God. You were on God's mind. You were on Jesus' mind as he extended his arm and gave himself for you. It wasn't just some generic sacrifice for the world in general. It was for David Payne's sins. It was for your sins. It was for your brokenness. It was for our failure to ever be able to do anything that mattered with character and holiness for God so loved that he gave and we can stop there and 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 feel good and pat ourselves on the back and 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 you know just make it a feel good story and easter sunday and lilies and pictures and 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 suits and ties and everything and and go about our day but if we stop there we miss the full story of the gospel. I have a friend uh, from seminary who uh, has designed this this book uh, called The First Half and the Second Half of the Gospel. And his claim is that John 3.16 is the first half of the gospel, for God so loved that he gave. First John 3.16 is the second part of the gospel. Brian, can you put that up? We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. The love of God did everything for you. It's given you a home. It's given you a, a way to be forgiven even though you don't deserve it. It doesn't matter how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, what you haven't done. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where you grew up or how much money you make or, or how many times you've been to church. If you're willing to accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you have new life. We know what love means because of who Jesus is. And in a world that uses love in a very slang way, we need to be reminded what love really is. It's not an emotion. It is a power. It changes all circumstances. It changes life. It's different from the little emotion you felt in middle school when you ask somebody to dance for the first time. It's different than how you feel about pizza it's different than what comes out in the movies and our t- television shows the love of god is a consistent power that profoundly changes everything and what what john writes the same john that wrote john 316 wrote first john 316 We know what love looks like because of what Jesus did for us. Therefore, the best way for me to say thank you, Jesus, is for me to love others the way that he loved me. This is our mission. This is our story. If you celebrate the resurrection story, then celebrate it by saying thank you by the way you love one another. In this church, in this community, around this world, the love of God is meant to change everything. It brings dead things back to life. Haley's going to sing a song for us in just a moment. It's it's written by the great theologian um, Bob Dylan. <laughs> <coughs> um. And, and I'm not sure that he wrote it with, with uh, this in mind. I don't know. Some of his songs have a spiritual nature to them. But I, whether or not, but the words of this song, it's to make you feel my love. I, I, I just, uh, as we were preparing for Easter services, I asked Kaylee if she could sing it. Because I think if Jesus could come and sing us a song, I think the words might sound something like this this morning. The cross because he loves you the pain the suffering because he loves you the descent into hell to rescue you in the empty grave so that you can join him it's all because of love and the best way for us to share that and to say thank you is to make sure that that's the way we treat one another Be more like Jesus. Talk to people that nobody likes. Go to the edge of society. Go to the outskirts. Be friends to the friendless. Give a home to the homeless. Give food to the hungry and and clothing to the naked. Be like Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen.